The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Welcome to the award-winning Saints Happy Hour podcast. Seriously, this podcast has won awards. American standards are dropping every day. The show features Ralph, the best host in the world, who can barely pronounce his own name, much less anyone else's. Marcus Colson, Colston, I mean, uh, Marcus Calloway. Dave is that dude who loves taking bathroom breaks. He's mad about almost anything, so make sure to lower your volume when he speaks. Put that freaking clown meme back up that I made. Jesus Christ. Andrew has sources, watches tapes, and knows football. He rarely shows up on time and wants to commit crimes to help the Saints win. Sean Payton would have done illegal things. Don't tell me I'm wrong, because you know it's true. Oh, and there's also Kevin, who is great at doing mock drafts, but struggles to actually watch Saints games or have a functioning relationship. Budrich wants to know how uh, the doctor's doing. That that ended. Anyway, grab a drink, sit back, and enjoy the insanity. Here he is, Ralph. Good, Ralph. Hey, guys, how are you doing today? Every every day's a mystery, isn't it, Ralph? <laughs> That's right. Every, Absolutely. every day. Hey, listen. How many days away away from camp? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. We were just talking about the fact that, uh, you know, we've discussed with you and when Andrew was still on, uh, all the different scenarios about when uh, opinions about when people think it'd be the best time for uh, Kamara to have his uh, suspension if it comes down, uh, regardless. But you know, and then Jamie mentioned the fact that you got these running backs talking about the running back position. You know, Leonard Fournette's out there, uh, former LSU player from the state, uh, and you, and Dalvin Cook hasn't signed with anybody yet. What, in your opinion, you follow this all the time? Uh, what is the deal with uh, these running backs? That I mean, Dalvin Cooks had four straight Pro Bowl years and over a thousand yards, and these guys don't readily get picked up. Why do you think that is? Well, I think it's a weird. It, I think it's a weird spot for Dalvin Cook now, right? Because in the summer, teams have kind of like built their team and they may or may not have cap space. They may have filled the spot already. So I think if you get caught in the summer, it becomes trickier, right? Because you might have teams that will be like, hey, we want you, but we're only going to pay you $5 million. And now you have players that are so close to the season, right? You're Delvin Cook or you're Andre Hop- DeAndre Hopkins, right? I know he's not a running back, but let's just say he can say, look, these offers are I'm not taking this. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do what Odell Beckham did kind of when Cleveland caught him. I'm going to wait. I'm going to see because what if San Francisco has a running back injury, right? Mm-hmm. What if uh, the Chiefs 
have a running back injury. One of these teams that can compete, I think they, they're all in for a Super Bowl. Or Buffalo, who doesn't really have a good running game, they get into August and they're two preseason games in and, and, and three weeks of practice in, and they're like, oh, my God, our running game is terrible. Get Delvin Cook on the phone. Give him $9.5 million one year, right? And, and you, you've seen that with the Saints. Remember, like, it was like seven, eight years ago now, right? Rest in peace, Peril Harrelson. Remember, the Saints went into camp and were like, oh, it's okay at linebacker. And then they had like three dudes get injured. And the Saints yeah. were like, oh, my God. We literally don't have a functioning, enough functioning NFL linebackers. San Francisco, you're going to cut them? Here's a seventh-round pick. We need a freaking linebacker, like, right now. And they traded for him, I want to say, the second preseason game. And he was really good. He was okay for the Saints. He started for two years. He was a solid average NFL linebacker. So I just think guys that aren't signed now that we think of as good players, like, I think most of them are going to wait until August. And listen, it's football. You know guys are going to get hurt and spots are going to open up. And also teams are going to get – not just because the injuries, teams are going to get desperate. You remember in, what was it, 2016, right? The Saints, mm-hmm. remember, guard was an abject disaster in the preseason, right? And the Saints had cut Jari Evans in the offseason. And they're like, we're moving on from Jari Evans. We're not going to pay him. What we're going to, they cut him. He went to Seattle. Yep. Seattle cut him. The Saints signed him Wednesday of the first regular season game, and we're like, come on back, Jari. And they signed him on Wednesday. He started on Sunday, started all 16 games the entire year for the Saints. So, like, a lot of these moves with these big with these names we think of aren't going to happen until the middle, late August. So I would say with running back and especially, like, Delvin Cook, he's, I think he's going to be a guy who's going to pick his spot. And also, guys, putting it back to the Saints, this can happen for the Saints. Right, because you know, guys, somebody, some starter for the Saints, whether it's super important guy or just a body who's who's like there and we and he's not that critical on the depth chart or or not the most critical of a tw- of the twenty two starters there. Somebody's gonna get hurt in the preseason, right? It's yeah. probably gonna be pretty severe. They're either gonna be out for the year or they're gonna be missing a chunk of time. Somebody's getting hurt. And the Saints may have to plug that hole with the free agent. We just have we just don't know who it is yet. You know, Ralph, I wanted to get you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, with Derek Carr coming in, obviously, you know, the Saints it's critical that the offensive line and I think it'll be okay and I think it may even be an upgrade from what he had in Las Vegas. But I'll, my concern is uh just the, the sheer volume of attrition on that defensive line, on Yamada, Davenport, uh, Tuttle. Although I think the Saints did a good job, do you think maybe that's another, from a positional group standpoint, do you think uh, you know the Saints are going to do, like you said, I think it's, it's way too early to start making changes yet, but do you think that, because uh, this roster is ever-evolving, do you think that may be a position group during the summer that the Saints may say, okay, this guy's available, we need to sign him? Saints Happy Hour needs your support so we can keep giving you the Saints coverage you love. Become a patron to help us keep giving you the best daily Saints podcast on earth. Supporting Saints Happy Hour gives you the best Saints podcast every day without any stupid ads or promos like this one.
And patrons also get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7, early access to podcast episodes, our world-famous booze bundle with four amazing swag items. So do it. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. That's SaintsHappyHour.com. I think possibly. But they signed, remember, they signed Colin Sanders, they drafted Foskey, they have guys that they've brought in. It's going to be interesting to me to see what they do there because I, I, I really think if the Saints, if, you know, remember, he's still alive, guys. He's still a, a live, viable football person. Maybe. That's Peyton Turner, right? But to your point, I could see a scenario where the Saints are middle of August and they're like, look, Peyton Turner ain't it, and maybe he's going to make the team. They meant that not necessarily that they would cut him or, or trade him or whatever, but I could see a scenario where they're like, "Look, Peyton Turner ain't it. He's just a body. We may even he may even not make the team. Fall, we really like him. We really like him, right? But he's not ready, right? So we need another defensive end to go with Granderson to go with Cam Jordan. I think that's a I think that's a real distinct possibility for the Saints." Um, but, again, it's one of those things. You have to see it. And for us, it's hard to know because practice, remember, they can't do two-a-days anymore. So they, they, they don't practice in pads nearly as much. So the reps are limited. So it's really one of those things. It's really hard to see. And the media won't. They might be whispers of it. But it's one of those things that's going to be really hard to notice. Whereas before, when teams were practicing in pads all the time and they had a lot of reps, you could kind of see it, and you'd be like, oh, Peyton Turner, he's falling way behind. And it could be a case there. I would say this. Peyton Turner is a guy to really watch in the sense of not that I'm expecting anything big from him. I think his time with the Saints could be over. Like, if he gets nicked and he's not practicing or you see other guys passing him by – I think there's a real chance that the Saints may be done with him this summer just because at some point he's got to get on the field. He's got to play. He's got to be better. Now, they said he looks he looks great as far as being in physical shape and all that. But he's a guy that I think he's at a crossroads with the Saints. One more quick before we let you go. Um, obviously, Foster Moreau, the tight end position, I think there's an upgrade there. Um, from all indications, Michael Thomas is, is a go, it, it, it appears. Um, you know, you're wondering sometimes when the Saints make these draft choices, and, and, and let me go back real quick because I'm hearing things about Isaiah Foskey. You mentioned Peyton Turner, that he may be a guy that may be able to be contributing his first year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know this about Foskey. The Saints really like him, and he was unique to me in that. You look at his measurable, you look at his production at Notre Dame, a big-time school, and the draft analysts, nerds, whoever, just were not excited about him. And, look, I'm not going to pretend like I'm a film watcher and all that, but I'm just telling you, I've seen guys with way less production than him with his physical measurements get drafted so much higher. And draft analysts are like, 
they were like, I think the Saints took him too high. He's a third-ring guy. And he's one of those guys, I just don't understand it. Like, a lot of times, by not watching film, you can you can still look at the measurables. You can be like, okay, I get why this guy, his, his arms are really short or his 40 time was bad or, or, or he's not as tall or whatever. He's not as strong. And you can see, okay, I get why they didn't draft him. Or he has all these measurements, but he only had seven sacks in two years. Okay, I get why he's a third-round guy. You know, or, but with Foskey, I just don't understand why he wasn't drafted higher. Because he checks every box you want as far as production, the measurables, the RAS, if that's your thing. You know, things love the RAS. His RAS is nine nine. So it's just he perplexes me. I think he's going to be a guy that, at worst, is going to be a rotational defensive end guy that's going to play a long time. And even if he's not a star, even if he's not a starter, he's going to be a guy you're going to feel good about in your defensive line rotation. And, guys, that's what you need in the NFL. You can't get – it's not like the offensive line where you can be like, okay, we're just going to play – we're going to have these five or six guys, and they're all going to play, and that's it. Like, defensive line, like the teams that rock and are awesome, I mean, like San Francisco's got a line out the door, right? Like they're defensive – and they had another guy. They had a hard growth since offseason. They're like, we, don't, we cannot have enough. So, like, for defensive line, you need six, seven competent bodies to make it work there. So I think he's real important, and he's just one of those guys. He's, I, I scratch my head draft day because I, just, I don't understand the negativity towards him or the, not, the draft analyst not being as high on him. Yeah, and you know, one last thing real quick, and that is that it's not like somebody can say that Foskey hasn't played good competition because Notre Dame obviously plays one of the best and hardest schedules. They have to play a certain amount of ACC games, playing Florida State and Clemson and, and uh, Maryland and Wake Forest and those teams, and then, uh, and then playing the non-conference games that they have to play against USC and Michigan and uh, Texas and teams like that. So it's not like, like I said, somebody can go, well, you know, they played – you know, you can't really measure what he can do because he played a, against a soft schedule in college. He did not, and he performed the way he did. Uh, and I share your uh, opinion about the fact that I was surprised that he didn't go a lot a lot sooner than he did because uh, I watched him play a lot. He's really good. I think the Saints are going to be extremely surprised with his production. Uh, Ralph, thanks again for switching to today, and tell everybody about the podcast. Guys, just search Saints Happy Hour wherever you get your podcast, or if you're on Google, search Saints Happy Hour. Check us out. We have a free version we do two times a week. I guarantee if you want to laugh about the Saints, if you want to have a good time, check our podcast out. Search Saints Happy Hour wherever you get your podcast, wherever you find your social media. Check us out. You won't regret it.